Hey everybody, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called, Are You Running From the Very Thing You Want? Oh, that's frustrating, right? (laughs) Just the thought of that. The more you want it, the more you could be chasing it off. It doesn't even sound possible because I know there's so many of you with a desire within your grips that you want to manifest and you are like, heck no, there's no way I'm chasing this off. I am chasing after it hard and I am going to get it. I'm going to achieve it. Let's dig into this topic today, guys, because this was a powerful, eye-opening experience for me, and I want to share all of the good stuff that I walked away from um, through doing some of my own internal work, uh, and so that you guys can benefit too. So here we go, guys. Thanks for joining today. Let me start by saying to all the chasers, the achievers, the dreamers, the goal setters. You're my people. I I am not here to tear you down today. I chase, I go after desires and dreams and things in a big, strong way. I've always been one to think that if I want something, I have to work my butt off and go after it. This is not an episode to downplay effort or to, you know, stick my nose in the air at those who want to achieve and are working hard to get to a goal. I am with you 100%. And I also know that I've learned a few little things along the way that can be just sneaky little detractors. I don't even know what the word for this is, but things that just sort of like we feel like we're moving towards something when actually we're shoving it off a bit. And it's not just about... Because I know like in my brain, when I hear these words, I initially think of, you know, like in relationship when somebody says, oh, when you chase, you're just pushing somebody further off. It's not exactly just about that today. So stay with me because I think there's some nuggets that might be new in this episode that are things you might not have considered before. So uh, yes, that's an element of it for sure. The more we go after something, the more it's almost like a magnet when, you know, the two ends are turned the wrong way and the more you go at it, it it just pushes away and shoves off for sure. Um, and we do have to be careful of that in life, just going so hard at something that it, it sort of repels away. <laughs> uh, that's a thing. Yes. So um, there's that. So we'll put that out on the table. But there's more. And so th- this is interesting because I've always thought, like, start by having a clear vision of what you're headed for. Um, which I still think is a very important step that many people miss. You know, we know what we're going for, but to really be able to see the details of it and know exactly what it's going to look like is hard, especially when, you know, I mean, I've talked about how you can't try to shape the how it happens and the when it happens and the who it happens with and all that stuff. It's the details you got to release. Um yet still holding a very clear vision of what it's like. Um, It's the experience and the feeling that you need to get clarity with. Um, Like making sure that you know, okay, so if you want this ideal job, you don't have to know that it's at X company with this person as your employer and you're making X amount of dollars and you're this and it's that and it's at this time and it's going to happen in this way. That that part is not so important. Um, Sorry, I'm getting a little phone call from the school currently. (laughs) I don't know why. It's a day off and I'm getting a message from my kid's school. Sorry about that. 
But anyway, yeah. So that's like, okay, so we need a clear vision, but we don't want to be too specific. Hmm, how do we get there? <laughs> no, what it really means is you've got to know what it's going to feel like. So I don't have to know that it's all those details about the job. I do need to know that I want a job that allows me more time. I need to know that I, I want a job where, you know, I can get holidays off or work a certain shift maybe or um, where, you know, I'm contributing towards X or like it feels really good and aligned or I get to do something that I'm passionate about or whatever. Like those types of details are way more important because then the millions of ways in which you could get something maybe even better can unravel and, you know, roll out in your life. So that is key is the good, clear picture, but without having to steer the ship of the house. Right. So that's very valid in goal setting. So we'll start with that. Now, having the end vision is great, but in the drive to get there, this is where there's a lot of stumbling blocks and people are like, man, I've been working at this for years and why hasn't it come to pass? Why is it not here for me? Um, And you all know that I I work with the grieving and so relationships are a big piece of what I do now. Um, And a lot of people feel that constant chase for finding the next love of their life. And I will tell you, there are many ways where this grieving community tends to stumble in this arena of wanting something so badly that they're shoving it off at a very far distance where it's probably pretty unachievable. So yes, the chase, that's first and foremost, stop chasing after what you want because yeah, you're going to scare it off. So that's one thing. But now something else, sorry, lose my voice there for a second. Something else I want you to consider is What if the world around you and what's unfolding is just a giant reflection of what you are? Big mirror. So really sink into this idea for a minute because I've heard those words before, but I never really thought of it in this manner. So if every time you feel like you're working towards a goal and you're failing, what if that failure, I'm putting in air quotes because whatever is a failure, right? You're just learning and growing through stuff. But every time that you stumble, what if it's just a reflection of where you're at? So let's take, you know, um, I'm just going to use a random Sarah within my group. Let's just say that Sarah has been trying to um, find this new love of her life and she just feels like there are just no good men out there. I just keep failing. You know, I try, but I, I don't know where to go to meet people. And when I do, I don't feel like I'm my best self these days and all this stuff, right? So let's say her biggest complaint is that time and time again, I keep attracting a man who doesn't want to um, commit, right? Let's say there's a commitment issue over and over again, every guy that shows up. What it truly says about her, if you look at it through this lens of life being a reflection of you, is that there's some element of Sarah who's not ready to fully commit yet. So if instead of looking at it as like, oh, I just attracted another dud, like once again, another guy who's not wanting to make me their one and only, maybe instead look at your own life and in what way are you not ready yet for a full commitment because you're attracting what you are. So obviously there's an element of you, something inside of you that is not fully ready yet. Now I can use myself as an example here. I'm not ashamed to say I probably fall into this category because 
I mean, after the loss of my husband, I, I basically like dug the heels in and said, never shall I ever <laughs> date or see anybody again. Like that part of my life, the box was checked. I feel good, right? And then, but I always said like, I leave it to God because God's clearly running this show. I didn't pick this life for myself. At this point, this isn't how I would have painted things. So like, I leave it to him. There's gotta be something else to come for my life. Like, I don't know what it is. So I'm just leaving all doors cracked open for him to blow open whichever one he feels, you know, is my path. So in saying that, I got called out by some Facebook members, <laughs> group members that said, hey, you're still wearing that wedding ring of yours, you know, on your ring finger. And that sends a real clear message to people. You are unavailable. And I had to do some real internal work to be like, you know what? They're not wrong. I am sending out mixed messages here. So I moved it to the other hand reluctantly, but I did. And it took me a while to adjust and the whole thing. But um, where I'm going with this is that, you know, as much as I like was taking steps forward, there was there was still something within me that was like not ready to like open my world up to somebody again. So yes, there was people that started to come towards me, but the people that were coming towards me were a reflection of that. They were not people who were necessarily looking for like marriage or a, a big long-term commitment or connection or whatever. They were more apt to be like, you know, looking for a date night kind of thing. You know what I mean? So like they were a reflection of where emotionally I still was at. Um, and only now I would say, you know, I'm coming up on three years. Um, and really now I feel like the quality of people that are coming towards me, I, I feel better about in the way that I know they're a reflection, again, of me. So I can actually see that I am healthier and cleaner and, and more emotionally adjusted because the people that are coming my way are more that way. See what I mean? So, um, <laughs> so it's interesting. Like, will Sarah ever find that person not in this state. She's got to do some work. So, you know, I come back again to the topic of wholeness because I, I gave a whole episode on how you don't need to be whole to be moving forward. <laughs> you know, nobody's ever fully whole. Um, but we do need to do our work and make sure that we're healthy. Or if we're not coming from things in a healthy place where we are... Um, where we are what we want, <laughs> then we will continuously attract something else. So if you want to be that, you know, CEO of the company and you're wondering why you're never getting that promotion and people keep getting chosen around you every time there's opportunity or something, uh, look at yourself and say like, what is it about me? You know, why am I always the second option? You know, is there some way in which that I am that? Like I am never feeling good enough. Maybe there's some self-worth work you've got to do because you, you don't believe that you ever really um, are worthy of the full, you know, raise. <laughs> you think like maybe you're good enough to be sort of second rate and that's what you're getting in life. So this is a really fun practice to look at every aspect of your life and what you're getting. And now, instead of seeing failure after failure or look, I'm working my butt off and not getting anywhere, look at every time that you could, you know, air quote, fail. Every time that happened, what was it? 
what why was it like why didn't you why did you get overlooked why did you you know why did you date that person for nine months and the person could not commit to you and then you know that you guys broke up and within a month they're engaged to marry somebody else. What it, what does that say about you? Because a lot of the times people want to make you feel better and be like, oh, it's not about you. It was them. It was this whatever. It was the other woman. She manipulated him. Or, you know, people will say whatever to make you feel better. But the truth is there's something to be learned from it. And every single time we fail, we can learn so much. And I've heard that before and I always thought, oh, of course, we learned through our failures. That makes sense. But no, truly, if we stop and analyze it, it tells a story about where we were at and it was trying to shape something about us. Now, what gets really interesting, if you don't learn that life lesson it was trying to show you, life will show you the same experience again and again and again until you get it. So here's why when you feel like you're on this mountain and constantly climbing and trekking and not getting anywhere, it's because you haven't learned the previous lesson yet. Life's not going to show you the next thing until you've learned that lesson and grown from it. So the only way to break from this pattern is to stop, do some work and figure out what it is. Why, Why is this recurring? And then once you've done that work, then you'll get to the next level. Now, let me just say, that's not always the thing that you think you want. (laughs) It doesn't mean, okay, I did it and now I'm going to get the perfect relationship or the perfect job or whatever it is. It just means that now you can be shown at least a new experience to learn and grow from, right? At least we're moving forward. We're not stuck in the same cycle. And then again, like there might be something else that you have to tackle a little bit first. So, you know, I've had my stuff like first, obviously, like I said, I had to go through the whole heels were dug in and I was not available. So I was getting people who also were not available. And then I had to do the work on, um, you know, I'm a barrier. (laughs) Barrier, that sounds, no. Um, As in like I bury the pain sometimes through action and work and doing um, instead of sitting with it and processing. And, you know, I'm constantly working on it because I know what I need to be doing. So I, you know, I'm, I'm in work in progress, but this is how I used to deal with a lot of my problems was to just keep doing and sort of not facing them head on. And I've learned through that. So, um, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, <laughs> so consequently, um, you know, what I'm receiving now is well, previously, <clears throat> excuse me, previously, what would happen is the buried stuff would erupt whenever it felt like it. You know, it never goes away. So as much as I would shove stuff aside, I would have these moments where, you know, it felt out of my control. But because I've now learned to not just shove it aside, but to deal with the stuff, let it move through me, process it, and then move forward. Um, I don't have those, you know, sort of moments anymore where I feel that loss of control and the roller coaster kicking in. And so it really helps me a lot. Um, So there's value every single time that I learn and grow through something. And I mean, obviously growth always makes things better, but like this is a way to really be able to see what areas do you need to work on? Because life just keeps showing it to you through that mirror. It keeps saying like, Here's where the faults lie. Fix it. And it's giving you opportunity after opportunity. So stop seeing your failures as failures and see them as opportunities to look at yourself and go, whoa, 
how am I that? I'm attracting the very thing I don't want. You know, if time and time again, you're getting a guy who cheats on you, <laughs> then what does that say about you and your commitment and your, um, you know, there's something inside of you who, and it could be, again, it could be a self-worth issue where you do not feel that you are someone of value who deserves to be someone's one and only. Or it could mean that there's an element of you that's not fully satisfied with the partner you've chosen and your eyes are constantly looking for, is there something better for me on some level? You know, it gets really interesting when you really start to dig at this. Um, and I really love this method because it takes away, <laughs> you know, you can't, I guess what I'm trying to say is you can't, deny what is happening before you and what the what it's showing you you know what i mean that it kind of takes that element right out of it um because it's there it's right there in front of you and all you can do is go oh my gosh there is some way in which sorry i'm all shifty all of a sudden there's some way in which i am the very thing that is bothering me that is hurting me like where is that within myself and so it doesn't allow you to point the finger or the blame elsewhere it makes you take ownership I love that <laughs> because I'm somebody who if there is a way to dodge and be like oh I, that wasn't my fault you know I might look for that road <laughs> so I like it when it's like no clearly this is you <laughs> it is you it's not me um, no it is very good and it's healthy because it makes us take our excuses out of it like no more pointing the finger saying no I've been working so hard there's no way it's me I want this business opportunity I want to grow my business and but there's something in the way there's something that's telling you no play small there's something that's telling you no that level of achievement is scary or it's going to be you know too much stress on your life or take too much time away from family or there's something and just pay attention and keep looking and trying to understand it because once you have finally learned that lesson finally it'll feel like a forward step you know it'll feel like okay now I have I've figured this out and the next time it shows up, you're gonna be able to move past that hurdle. I mean, onto the next, <laughs> right? But that's just life, that's what it is. And um, you know, the people who really are high achievers and always seem to get what they go after, they know this. They, they do this, whether they realize it and are doing it consciously or not, on some level, they are constantly growing and moving forward through the losses and seeing them as like ways in which to do something a little different. Um, you don't want to be on the hamster wheel of constantly trying to achieve the same thing and getting nowhere because you're unwilling to say, well, it wasn't just because the boss preferred or liked them better or they, you know, their families or friends. You can't make up these excuses. You just can't. It's you. <laughs> I am here to be a tough love today. It is you. We are the only things standing in our own way. And this is not to scare you. This is to enlighten you. This means you have the power to change it. How amazing is that? You know, if I told you, oh, yes, absolutely. It's that. I mean, it was the boss and it's because they had been schmoozed by this other person and whatever. Maybe the next time it'll be you. It'll be your turn. What, how helpful is that? It's not. The reality is you need to learn that there is an element of yourself in your own way because the sky is the limit. You know, you could do anything you want. The only thing in standing between you and it is you. So get, you know, I mean, sometimes it's your shadow. <laughs> do the shadow work. No, but for real, like get moving forward and whatever comes in between, look at it as a reflection of you. Um, every time there's a barrier now, 
every single time I'm aiming for something and, and something falls between me and it, I imagine it a mirror and what is in that mirror, you know? And so it's helpful. It gives me something to work at that is not the same old method, you know? If, if I just kept saying, oh, it's because I have to put in more hours. It's because I have to, you know, put more money into it. I have to do whatever. You could just waste away your time, your money, your energy, all that working the same problem in the same manner. It, if you just instead stop and say, what does this say about me? Why don't I want to hit that next level of achievement? Why do I not want to manifest this amazing soulmate into my world? Why? What is so scary here? What is it that it is like, you know, is it feel like a sense of loss of self or does it like, you know, is it terrify me that I'm going to lose my freedom or does it, you know, there's something inside you, not inside them. I'm not saying now go analyze what's wrong with this guy. Oh, he's got commitment issues because he's afraid of losing his freedom. Uh-uh. Nope. What part of your freedom are you afraid to lose? What part of yourself are you afraid to lose in a relationship? Because that person that you're trying to manifest in, especially if you have your eyes on one person in particular, it's likely that they were drawn to the unhealthy version of you before you figured this out, right? So they might not be the one. You have to release that. It might be that they were there to show you that you were unavailable because of this fear of loss of freedom so you could work on that. And then as soon as you do, somebody who's going to be fully committed and fully ready is going to show up at your door. So that's what I'm getting at. I'm not saying this is going to be the magic sauce to turn, you know, Timmy into the love of your life because he's the one you have your eyes set on. I'm saying like, if you do this work, you're going to know how to be a healthier version of yourself that's going to attract in amazing partners beyond what Timmy had to offer because he's obviously unavailable and emotionally stuck just like you were because you attracted him to you when you were unhealthy. So now the next one is going to be all the things and maybe even then some, maybe even more than what you were asking for. So that's exciting, right? All right, this is a perfect time for a quick break and then I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. So I've been asked lately if I am still doing my bigger program to help grieving soulmates and the answer is yes i do have some available spaces um i am still doing that my focus lately has been um on developing new programs which are going to be very exciting for my community but i have not stopped i am still working with some amazing people inside there and i do have some space available so for those who want a little bit more of an intensive um one-to-one situation working with me to get through some of the really hard parts of grieving honestly there's nothing we don't tackle inside of there there is group support there's one-on-one -on -one support there's videos there's workbooks there's all kinds of ways in which i am going to hold your hand through the really tough stuff and let you know what worked for me so um, that program does still exist and if you are interested in it i will drop the link to check it out today in the podcast description so yes there are spots available i can't promise by the time you listen to this episode um, whether they will be or not but the best way to find out is to click that link and see because if it is unavailable you will know <laughs> and if it's available you will know so hopefully i'll see you on the inside if you're feeling like a little extra support through a really tough loss is something that can benefit you also keep in mind that that is something that can be purchased for a friend or family member i hear people say all the time they don't know what to do or what to give to somebody who has 
lost somebody so important to them. So sometimes people have pulled their money together and given it as a gift um, to a loved one. So that also can be worked out. So just reach out if it's something you're interested in. All right, back to the show. So today is a day where my kids are actually off from school. It's parent-teacher conference day. (laughs) If you hear little noises in the background, that's why. But um, it occurred to me that even in my parenting, and for those of you who don't have kids, this isn't just all about parenting, so stay tuned. (laughs) Um, But I was realizing that this shows up there too because, and so looking at like behaviors of others around you, this is helpful because I get annoyed with my kids when they're not listening, when they're not following any instructions. Now listen, they're boys and nothing to my male listeners, but the frontal lobe of the brain develops more slowly in boys than girls. But in general, it's just not fully developed yet, right? Like, so the forward thinking and the planning and all that comes from that part of the brain. So we'll start there. But so it's not all their fault is what I'm saying to a degree, I guess. I'll give them a little out. But in all seriousness, I will get so angry when it's like I literally just asked you not to do that. And now I'm watching you do it. And it's so frustrating. Even in that aspect, I mean, look inward, right? Why? And I am about as stubborn as they come. Honestly, so stubborn sometimes. I'm really working on that because it can't be a my way or the highway or I'm never going to have people that want to be around me, right? Let it go. I'm letting go of that. But my life thus far was filled with a lot of sort of, you know, stuck in my ways. And um, now I'm recognizing that I have children that are similar. And I don't think this is genetic. I think that this is very much just they've witnessed me in this way and they are similar. They are my mirror. Um, You know, so if I am more willing to apologize when I mess up, which I do consistently, like I want them to know I screw up as a mom all the time. Um, So in doing that, it gets reflected back to me. So this is another way that that mirror sort of shows up in life, you know? What you give is what you'll get, sort of karmic stuff in a sense. But, um, you know, when you're finding somebody that you have a relationship with, and I say relationship could be a boss relationship, it could be a child relationship, friendship, um, or a love relationship, and you keep getting frustrated with the behavior of the person that you're dealing with, just look at yourself a bit, um, you know, instead of getting frustrated with them, because this is the thing. Can we control others and outside factors? No. So why do we spend so much time getting upset about the behaviors of others when it's out of our control? The only thing within our control is how we respond and react and like how it affects us. So you could actually better the situation or you could continue to perpetuate it. So what I'm getting at is, like if you just keep getting frustrated with the way that they're treating you again and again and they can't they keep doing the same thing, then you're gonna just keep getting it. One, you're expecting it, so you're gonna get what you expect, but you're putting all your energy into them and the fault. Now, if you can look at yourself instead and go, whoa, what way do I show up this way? In what way am I stubborn and not always listening to what people are telling me or talking too much instead of listening more? Um, You know, anything like that where you could grow a little yourself, then as you start to grow, you're going to see it reflected back. And so 
it actually can benefit the situation versus the other way is feeding energy into the thing you don't want. It's feeding energy into the feeling of not getting what you want and that lack and that energy of like annoyance and, you know, frustration and you're feeding that wolf. Stop feeding the wrong wolf, right? So instead, back up, go, whoa, this keeps happening. My kid is so frustrating. I've told them a hundred times and they're still not listening. Whoa, what's that say about me? How many times have I not listened to those around me lately? How often am I not giving my full ear to a situation because my mouth is too busy running to process what someone's really saying to me? And that is so, it's just a huge thing. It's something not to be overlooked because we spend a lot of energy. I mean, I see it every single day around me, people just talking about other people and the annoyances and the grievances and the you know, why is it like my wife is bugging me to do this again? And like, you just hear it all the time. Like, come on, can't we leave? What is taking so long? Oh, like I hear a complaint after complaint. And when you really sit back and just take it in, you recognize that there's some patterns here that will never change. Not until somebody takes action and you can't take action to change someone else. You just cannot. It is probably like the biggest failure that most people make, I feel like in life, is thinking like that somehow you're going to change somebody else. Whether, you know, like it be your kids or a relationship or whatever. Like you just want to like somehow I'm going to say the right words, do the right thing that's going to have them change. So your end goal is to have somebody else take an action or become something different. And only way to do that is to be it yourself so that the people around you that are attracted to you will reflect that. So until you change you, you cannot possibly magnetize in that that you desire. You can't. And that is <laughs> unbelievable, right? Think about that in terms of like how you've been going at problems your whole life and how different this could actually look because I just get excited about it. I mean, since the last few days I've been playing with this and the few times that I've been getting frustrated are the few times that I've kind of forgotten this whole thing. Like when I kind of like put it aside and it's out of my mind, those are the times that I'm like, oh, this is annoying. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like what, what have I contributed to this? Like in what way is this me? And oh yes, it is. <laughs> it so is. You know, every little thing. I see myself in it now and it becomes more clear the more times that you sort of self-reflect just how much it's you and not them. You know, just how much you've attracted that exact thing to yourself because you are that. And at first I was a little resistant and I was like, you know, there's certain times that you will want to kick, fight, scream and say, Heather, no, you're so wrong. There's no way in which I'm this because I repel that. I hate that. That is the very thing I never want. So there's no way that's a reflection of me. I know it. I know I'm going to hear that from people. I don't have a doubt in my mind. But I also don't have a doubt in my mind that the more strongly you feel about it, the more there is an element in there that you have been refusing to see in yourself. So the more you want to dig your heels in, the more I say, ooh, this is this is a juicy one. This is a <laughs> this is something like dig deeper because there's just no way that you are so hell bent. That's not me. I would never. And that there's not some element in there. There is. 
And it's all the more why it's so repelling to you. Um, often the things we don't like in ourselves are the things that we really, you know, hold at arm's length, you know? I mean, I get so frustrated with my oldest son often because he's most like me in some of the things he does. Oh, and so it aggravates me because I see that reflection and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Whereas my youngest is much more of a reflection of my late husband, who obviously I adored, right? I married him. <laughs> so those little quirks that he has feel like quirks to me versus like real problems. I see the problems in my oldest because I see myself in it and the things I wish I could change, the stubbornness, the, you know, talking too much, not listening enough. All those things are things I have been guilty of in my life and worked hard to try to change. So I get frustrated, right? When I see it reflected back, <laughs> probably because I know it's an element of me. That means I still haven't fixed it. So, oh, we have to look at these things. And I know I know it's hard and then no one wants to hear it. Nobody wants the finger pointed at them. But these are the only ways to really grow through stuff is to like stop getting angry at the outside world around you and recognize that that outside world is a reflection of your internal stuff. Everything, you know, being late all the time, you're not getting the promotions, not finding your true love, getting um, overlooked for things, um, any of those, any problem you could think of, you know? Why are people emotionally abusing you? Well, I don't know. Why are you like, well, one, I often think that like when we feel like people are just taking advantage of us and not treating us the way we deserve, there's we're probably not treating ourselves the way we deserve. We're probably not knowing our worth in that way. We're probably not standing firm with our boundaries. Um, and But we also have some element of probably, you know, if we're treating somebody that way, right? Like if it's a reflection of us, that means that we are somehow emotionally abusing someone else. This might be where your brain is like, what? I do not do that. I definitely would never do that. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're emotionally abusing yourself. Maybe you're down talking yourself. Maybe you're not giving yourself the praise that you deserve. So maybe you are it and you're thinking, well, I would never do that to someone else. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're doing it to yourself. Um, so that is where, and guys, this is not like, I'm not giving any mental health advice here. That's not what this is about. This is just about some of the lights that turned on for me over the last few days and things that I've realized in ways that I can actually improve the situation around me by just my own, you know, how I look at life, how I am being. And if you can change how you're being and then affect those around you in a positive way, and guys, remember, it's not necessarily, you're not going to change that emotional abuser and make them suddenly treat you like gold. It might just mean that emotional abuser is no longer magnetized towards you because you're not a mat. You're not to be walked on. You're not somebody who is available for that. You're somebody who all of a sudden is bringing into your energetic circle people who are going to treat you like gold, like you deserve. You're going to suddenly be finding all of these really high value people wanting to be in your energetic space because that's who you are. And yeah, sure, those emotional abusers will probably still be highly attracted to you because you're going to be attracting everybody, you know, it, but it's going to give you options. It's going to give you choices and it's going to make you realize your worth. So it's this beautiful cyclical 
thing of like attracting new, better, higher quality value individuals into your world, right? And then if you've done the internal work, you're going to choose the healthy choice, right? You will be attracted to what you are and you will want to have people that are going to support you and see your beauty and see you as the prize because you're the prize. Stop letting people treat you like you're second rate. You know, I will not do that. I will not ever do that. There's no way. You know, I don't care how much somebody seems attractive on the outside with all the right things. If they don't know your value and they don't meet you where you're at, which guys, let's raise the bar for where we're at, right? And if they don't connect to that, then that's not for you, right? And so that's that self-worth work where you got to know that you don't have to compromise. As soon as you had an idea in your mind of something you wanted, the dream job, the dream person, whatever, it already exists out there for you. Like I said before, the only barriers are whatever you put between you and it. It's already there because once you have thought it and it's energetically out there in the universe, it's literally being drawn to you. And if you picture that on like a escalator coming at you, the only thing that stops that escalator are your self-doubt, negative beliefs, worry, fear, you know, all these things. That gets in the way. That pauses that escalator. Sometimes it even pushes it in reverse and it starts to move away. So just allowing it to come towards you and staying really good, like staying positive. I just find that part sometimes the hardest part because I'm really good with attracting the things that I, you know, want to bring in towards me. It's sometimes just the opening of my clenched fists. <laughs> That's the problem is my fists kind of remain like they just have a hard time just opening and then taking what is there because sometimes I think it's a underlying like, all right, so now I've, I've worked so hard and I, the fear of just taking it in maybe sometimes can be scary because you've worked so hard. And then when it's really right there before you, it's like, then what? <laughs> then what's the next goal? Because we always want to be making forward progress towards something that satisfies this part of us, right? That's driving and pushing. Um, and so sometimes when you start to get a little tired with the, the work part of like, I've been working so hard to achieve this thing, if I actually achieve it, what does that mean? What, do I, what then? What am I going to do? You know, and you might not realize that you feel that way because you'd be like, no way, I'll be sitting on a, you know, a beach in Fiji or I'll be um, just enjoying the fact that I've finally gotten this thing I've wanted for so long. But there will be an element. There will be a moment where you're just like, all right, end goals here. Now what? So um, I've been having a little of the now what's myself lately. <laughs> and so trying, maybe kind of keeping my fists clenched a little bit to allowing it totally to be absorbed because I feel like if I do that, then I have to take the next step. So, you know, you'll see it when it shows up and you'll know if you're kind of standing in your own way. Um, this goes along with, I don't know if you guys remember me talking on a past episode about sort of the, the cleaning and the... Um, million dollar day type idea of just like calling out and going through all your stuff and um, and releasing and getting rid of and that sort of freeing feeling um, when you are really I don't, I don't want to say hoarding but collecting and gathering and all that stuff 
it is very much a message sent out to the universe, to God, that you don't want people coming at you because you are sending out a message of like, it's like a barrier in a sense. It's a physical barrier. And it's also like, would I ever allow somebody in my house right now? Because we just <laughs> were unpacking things from summer or whatever. And it's, it's like in chaos at the moment. So at this moment, my home is not available for another person, right? So if people are like, oh, I'm so lonely right now, I hear that in the grief community often. And, you know, people have kind of forgotten since my person passed, nobody comes to visit. Um, if they were at your door, would you open it right now? Would you allow them to come in and sit on your couch and have a, you know, have lunch or whatever? Um, or is your house in chaos? Um, so this is a way I'm just saying that this can show up also as a barrier because I am currently in that state. This is how I am arm's length saying I don't have the energy or the um, availability for uh, losing my freedom and having somebody in my world because I am literally within my home still putting up barriers, you know? And it's sometimes it's just that simple. I've started to put away... Okay, so in fairness, I had about a 100... <laughs> photos of my husband around the house. After I lost him, I, I did print out a bunch of canvas pictures for the funeral. And then I sort of incorporated them around our home. So it felt like he was still in every room. Well, now as I walk through the house, I'm like, oh my goodness, not only does it feel a bit like a shrine, but um, energetically, it is shoving off the idea of like for anybody, even friends and family, it's like a it's a lot <laughs> to look around and see a deceased person's face in every corner. So I am peeling them away and it is emotional and it's a lot, but it also is freeing because when I'm in these spaces now and I look around, I don't have a trigger in every corner of a memory that is a loss and a lack and a, you know, so now I'm looking around, I'm not seeing piles of his clothes. I'm not seeing, like I'm getting rid of that stuff and that release is just, is good. So, um, so even in that way, guys, um, if you're sleeping in a king size bed all by your lonesome, maybe you don't sleep in the center of it. Maybe you just let God know by sleeping on your side of the bed that you're ready for someone else to come into the other side. <laughs> Send out some cues to the universe and just say, hey, I'm available for this, right? And just change that. And then that might just reflect back to you exactly what you want. Um, if you want that amazing job, maybe, you know, that instead of sort of plastering this current job every single place, you know, by having your business cards out and your, um, you know, you have a bumper sticker on your car and you, I don't know, I was making stuff up here, but like maybe instead you make some space for this new job to come in and you have a bookshelf that you open up for all your new, um, you know, files for your new job or something like that. Like just think of a way in which you could kind of signal like, hey, I'm here for it. <laughs> Bring it to me. <laughs> all right, guys, this was a fun episode. I like this topic because um, it really healed me in a big way and it's something I'm working on every single day, reminding myself that whenever something negative pops up to just dig for the gold in it, right? Find the way in which it is helping me and it's a reflection of me and I can take this and make a change that's going to benefit. So here we go, guys. <laughs> I'll see you again next week. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, all the stuff that helps me. I appreciate all the downloads so much um, and I'll see you again next week. Bye.